gas output from sub-Saharan Africa set to double by 2030. This and more in this episode. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial, and you can find me at Ruth Dong. Untapped natural gas supplies in sub-Saharan Africa are set to be unleashed this decade, with output more than doubling from 1.3 million barrels of oil equivalent per day in 2021 to 2.7 million barrels of oil per day equivalent in 2030 due to vast underdeveloped deep water resources. Natural gas production in sub-Saharan Africa has been historically low, but that looks that looks set to change due to the significant underdeveloped deep water finds in countries including Mozambique, South Africa and Mauritania. Siva Prasad, Senior Analyst at Rystad Energy, joins us for this episode. What role will deep water developments play in the growth of the natural gas supplies in Sub-Saharan Africa? Sub-Saharan Africa has long been one of the most prolific regions for hydrocarbon potential in the global upstream industry. Although there have been notable onshore discoveries, it is the deep water finds that have generally stood out. Many of these discoveries are already producing offshore the likes of Nigeria and Angola, with many more yet to come online. Of the current potential recoverable reserves across sub-Saharan Africa, about 60% lie in deep water regions, of which close to 40% is oil and 60% gas. A large share of the gas is attributed to giant finds of the likes of Mozambique, Mauritania, Senegal, South Africa and elsewhere. Deep water crude reserves are predominantly in Nigeria, with discoveries such as Bonga, Bami, Akpo, Usan, Inera, and Angola, including stellar finds such as Dahlia, the Clove, the PSVM, among others. In terms of production, deep water developments have played a crucial part in sub-Saharan Africa's upstream industry and are expected to continue to do so. Such projects have contributed about 50% of the region's liquids output, with the share expected to increase. National gas production from the region, which has historically been relatively low, is expected to see a steep increase in the 2030s with over 50% of the output set to come from deep water discoveries. Upcoming startups like the Mamba South gas field offshore Mozambique, which is going to feed the area of four LNG trains one and two, GTA development in the waters of Senegal and Mauritania, Pekan FPSO offshore Ghana, the recent billion discovery offshore Cote d'Ivoire, and Angolan projects like the Total Energies Operated, Kemia, Chisonga, ENS Agogo, BPS PAJ, and currently delayed projects like Bonga Southeast Aparo offshore Nigeria are all expected to drive this production growth. Although there is a lot of potential, this production increase will require high levels of investment to bring these cost-intensive deep water fields online, with such fields often demanding development costs in excess of $20 per barrel. Total greenfield expenditure of over 300 billion US dollars is estimated to be required to bring online sub-Saharan Africa's undeveloped recoverable reserves to aid the production increase. Apart from high investments and break-evens for sub-Saharan African deep water schemes, another factor is that NOCs often have to rely on their project's partners to bring in the initial funds, which puts additional pressure on the majors. Majors as a whole are currently focused on cutting upstream costs, reducing emissions, increasing renewables and the energy transition, meaning such deep water projects often have to take backseat when it comes to portioning investment. 
European banks are moving towards tighter regulations for funding high-emission hydrocarbon projects, and African banks could struggle to provide the necessary financing. This leaves Asian banks, mainly Chinese, which have comparatively less strict regulations on funding fossil fuel developments. Above-the-ground risks also pose significant challenges for such developments in the region. An example of this is Total Energy's Mozambique LNG project in the restive Cabo Delgado province, where heavy fighting has stalled the development. The French major has said it would take six months for actual work to resume once additional return has been made. Shell's Bonga Southwest Aparo project has seen numerous delays and the operator recently pushed back FID until 2025 or later. Although the reasons for the delay are unclear, some sources have indicated it may be partly due to the transition from the existing production sharing contract extension signed last year to Nigeria's recently passed Petroleum Industry Act. Several other projects in the region have been stalled or downsized for a variety of reasons, including such above-the-ground risks. So there are a lot of moving parts involved, and the prolific potential requires all these moving parts to constitute a well-oiled machine for the production levels to grow in line with the reserve's potential. What does the Ukraine-Russia conflict mean for the current natural gas supplies? The unfortunate turn of events that has developed with respect to Russia and Ukraine has had its impact on a lot of things. The impact on the global natural gas supply will be through exports to Europe, which are now at risk due to the war. Uh, this in itself is a very broad topic to discuss, but the key takeaways here uh, can be cancellation of the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, uh, which can remove 10% of Europe's future gas supplies. Uh, this will extend the period with the deficit of the market, causing uh, probably higher gas price for longer. The war can also cause physical stops in Russian exports to Europe through existing pipelines, uh, but please note so far uh, the volumes are firm. Oil and gas giants like BP, Shell, ExxonMobil and Equinor pulling out of Russia can mean less investments going forward, uh, which can eventually result in lesser gas supplies. Uh, In general, Europe would like to be more independent of Russia's gas in the future as uh, Russia currently has a share of over 30% of European gas market. That was Siva Prasad, Senior Analyst at Reistad Energy. A quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast. Kenya's exports are projected to grow at an average annual rate of 7.7% to cross the $10.2 billion by 2030. This is according to a standard chartered report. The report says this will be driven by, among others, output from manufacturing sector, agriculture and food, textile and apparel, and also the metal and minerals. Titled The Future of Trade 2030, Trends and Markets to Watch, the report projects that global exports will grow by 70% from 17.4 trillion US dollars to 29.7 trillion US dollars over the next decade. China, Kenya's biggest import source, is expected to remain dominant, with other markets being the US, India, UK, Japan, Germany, Thailand, Netherlands, Singapore, UAE, Vietnam, South Korea, and the Philippines. Kenya's continued investment in the expansion of manufacturing and the agriculture sector is seen as a catalyst to increased exports, supported by the strengthening of its regional trade relations. Cement maker Lafarge Africa posted its heftiest profit since at least 2011 as top line improved by as much as 27.1% and the real estate industry of Africa's largest economy returned to bloom after the second recession in five years hampered consumer spending. Revenue for the last year rose to 293.1 billion naira 
from 230.6 billion naira a year before, according to Lafarge Africa's audited financials. But that still lags behind the figure reported four years back in 2017 when the company generated sales worth 299.2 billion naira thanks to a cement market boom after the recession. Profit after minimum tax advanced to 62.3 billion naira at a pace of 65.7%. The jump owed its debts some cost control measures, notably pairing finance costs, the cash spent by the company in servicing long-term credit facilities, that is, down from 9.7 billion naira to 5.3 billion naira, and maintaining a measured growth in other components of operational expenditure. After tax Profit rose to 51 billion naira equivalent to a 65.4% surge over what was recorded for 2020. A quick look at the markets. Gold hovered near the 1,940 US dollars an ounce on Wednesday after rallying nearly 2% in the previous session, remaining close to the 13 month highs on fears that the conflict between Russia and Ukraine could escalate further driving safe haven demand for the metal. Investors also weighed the impact of sanctions imposed against Moscow on global inflation and growth. Disruptions to supply from grain, energy and metals are adding to upward price pressures at a time the Federal Reserve is preparing to raise interest rates. Analysts feared that inflationary pressures could threaten growth prospects and present a challenge for policymakers prompting investors to hedge with bullion. Moreover, gold benefited from the falling U.S. Treasury yields despite a strengthening dollar. Namibia Stock Exchange overall increased to a 12-month high of 1,836. The stock exchange overall increased by 264 points or 16.79% since the beginning of 2022 according to trading on a contract for a difference that tracks the benchmark index from Namibia. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K-Financial. And if you have suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at The K-Financial. <music>